Hello, and welcome to another episode of Grassy Canna Talk. I'm Zach Gordon. Today, we have Peter Sue of BNB Bank. Peter, how are you? Zach, good. How are you? I know we literally just said hello, so I guess we're doing this uh, to pretend. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, no one else had to say hello, so why not start now? <laughs> yeah, why not? So, thanks so much for being here. No, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Uh, I think this is my first uh, uh, podcast. <laughs> is that, well, now I'm the one who's truly honored. That's, that's an amazing place to be. Um, so yeah, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, so, uh, 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 Peter Sue, uh, I'm with, uh, currently with BNB Bank. Um, I've been in banking uh, a little over 20 years. I guess this would be my 22nd year, um, you know, with, with a couple of stops prior to here. Um, and I've always kind of done this, uh, uh, this version of private banking, uh, where I mostly deal with, you know, we, we call it private banking, but rather than deal with individuals, we mostly deal with businesses. Um, and so a lot of my experience has been based in the financials, you know, I do a lot of private equity funds, family offices, lenders, et cetera. Um, and oddly enough, that's carried over here, uh, as well in our cannabis book, um, so yeah, it, it, it's sort of an interesting experience. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, what industries did you deal with in the past since you know cannabis is still relatively new, I'm sure, for you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I dealt with a lot of the, again, the financials, right? Uh, I, I've done a lot of the real estate stuff, uh, you know, just, just general Cree operators, um, a lot of the professionals, um, attorneys, accountants, et cetera. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, um, I, I mean, I, I guess I have the typical banker uh, resume. I, I, I have a number of certifications. Uh, I am on the, uh, the NCIA board, um, the, the National Cannabis Industry Association. I'm on the uh, banking committee. Um, I'm also, uh, and actually, I don't know if you know this, I, 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 I'm, I'm now serving on an advisory panel. So I'm a board member of an advisory panel for Pace University. Oh, get out of here. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and on the cannabis side, you know, I, 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 and I think we've talked about this before where, so oddly enough, um, where we are comfortable with, uh, you know, seed to sale. So the plant touching businesses, we are comfortable banking. Um, but oddly enough, in spite of that, um, that comfort, we, we, we actually don't have um, any uh, plant touching businesses in our portfolio. Um, now that's not for uh, lack of effort. <laughs> it's just, uh, <laughs> uh, probably a lack of prospect, I guess, you know, here in New York, um, as you know, we, we just have very limited opportunities to bank those uh, people. Um, so yeah, the bulk of our book, uh, are, are the, uh, actually the same thing, the financials, we've got a lot of the private equity guys, the family offices and such. And I imagine that that's expanding by the day though. I mean, there's no question that banking is a massive issue for the cannabis industry. Um, what's, what's a day in the life like right now? Oh, it's crazy. Uh, so yeah, yeah. To your point. Uh, so, you know, I also have a regular, you know, quote unquote regular side of the business, right? I have a re regular private banking practice. Um, and that's doing fine. Uh, but the cannabis side is just exploding. I mean, I, I you know, new funds are popping up and, and you know, constantly I get inquiries of people just asking, you know, what, uh, about the banking, you know, asking me to give them quotes, like like what we would do on a pricing or whatever the case may be. Um, I do get a lot of calls for capital. Um, <laughs> you guys, you can imagine that comes up a lot, and and that's uh, the kind of that's thing. Not even a little bit surprising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and a lot of times, you know, I'm just playing matchmaker, right? So I actually spent a lot of time. Um, uh, a lot of my time is spent not making money because <laughs> I just I'm just connecting people and, and, and you know, helping things go along. Um, but, you know, that that's fine. I mean, that that's just goodwill. Right. Like, ho hopefully, uh, right, hopefully right. it comes back to you at some point. It, it, um, it's good karma you're putting out into the universe. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Uh, and, and look, I mean, I don't want to sound altruistic, too altruistic about it, because the reality is I'm hoping that I pick up the banking, right? And, 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 and I certainly make it a point that, that that's what I'm looking for there. So while, while I'm not looking to get paid on, on you know, introducing capital or, or making the right introductions, um, you know, I, I, I am not without an agenda, you know? <laughs> uh, of course, of course. Yeah. But I will say just, you know, having known you for uh, a little while now, I, I will say you do lean a bit more to the uh, altruistic side than most. So I, I know just speaking for myself, I definitely uh, appreciate that side. And I'm sure everybody else that you've dealt with uh, would agree with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, same to you. And I think to us, I think, I think you and I are on the same page, right? Like it's, it's good, uh, uh, good karma, right? And it, 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 there's a lot of sort of, uh, uh, you know, it's just goodwill going around. And that, that's a good thing. Um, I definitely see that in the cannabis industry more so than, than really any other industry. You know, people are very open to talking and collaborating. I mean, it, it's, it's really great. It, it almost feels like, um, I don't know, like a family, like a community, right? But I think you just hit it right on the head, though. I was speaking with a, a startup yesterday that said they can't believe just how open and honest and helpful people have been and that's just you know they they came from silicon valley that where it's uh you know just just a hair more competitive maybe and, <laughs> a little bit uh just you know a little bit but coming coming to this industry everyone is genuinely helpful we are in this thing together one way or another yeah you know, whether you're plant touching whether you have a license or whether you're ancillary or some sort of uh you know more supportive service yeah we are sort of in this thing together and uh i don't know if uh, you could say it any better than, than you just did yeah yeah you know it's really kind of refreshing in a way and and you know not only that but i think what's exciting about the industry is um I mean, aside from it sort of being, I don't know, just, just cool, I guess, right? You feel like you're on the, <laughs> uh, uh, the cutting edge of something. But what's nice is, and, and I think you can, you can, you know, sympathize with this point, right? Like, or empathize with this point. Um, so, like, what you and I do, you know, banking, accounting, uh, um, it can be competitive, right? So, like, and it's really hard to displace an existing situation. So, somebody's already got banking somewhere. They already have an accountant uh, service somewhere. You know, and you're going in there kind of offering the same thing, you know, it's really hard to talk them out of their current situation. There's a lot of inertia. Well, in cannabis, what's nice is it's all new, right? Like, so somebody's looking around, they're shopping for a bank or they're shopping for an accountant. Um, and then again, add in that, that idea that there really is this sort of community feel. Um, I mean, not to get like too hippie about it, but, but there really is a little <laughs> bit of that feel where people are so open, you know, like, you know, again, even you, right, where, where. When, if I'm like, you know, Zach, can you talk to this guy? You're like, no problem. Like, and, and you don't ask me like, well, can I make money on this? <laughs> you say, yeah, no problem. <laughs> you know, um, And look, if you ask me, can I make money on this? That, that, that's, not a, that's not a bad question. Of course you should ask that question. But my point is, is that, you know, there's so many new opportunities. Everyone's looking for something. And, and all those service providers are so open to talking. And that's such a, such a great thing. And it really makes doing business easier and, and, and you know, uh, almost a pleasure. <laughs>
It is. And, and it's really corny to say, but if you're not having fun, if you're not having a good time in this industry, no matter what part you're in, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so this should be collaborative. It, it, it should be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from, from the aspect of intellectual curiosity, mm-hmm. there is no roadmap. I mean, you really need to do, figure things out, you know, the quote unquote right way of doing things mm-hmm. is still being established. And anyone in government, whether, you know, federal, state or otherwise, uh, those of us with different certifications and those, you know, license holders, those physically in the industry, you know, we're still trying to figure out what the right way is. So I, I definitely think uh, you're onto something there when when we're saying that this is a community that we can do this and have to do this together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Whether we're making money up front or not. <laughs> no, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, there's always an agenda, I guess. But, uh, but you know, I, 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 so so what you just said, right? Like, uh, uh, there's no, there's not enough framework. Um, and, and to some extent, that that's the exciting, maybe fun part, you know, for, for us that, that, that geek out on this stuff, right? Um, but at the same time, it makes the job hard, right? So, and, and I don't know if I'm skipping ahead here, but, like, let's say with bank. No, yeah. no, you're... You know, let's say with banking, right? So like a much bandied about statistic where people say like, oh, no banks have ever gotten fined, you know, banking cannabis. And, and, and that's talked about as if it's a good thing, right? Like, hey, look at this. This is the reason why you should bank us because no banks have ever gotten fined, right? Um, and that's great, but I look at it like that's kind of, a, it, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword, right? Because when banks get fined, you know, everybody learns a lesson, right? Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm hoping that I won't get fined. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when when that happens, that establishes the guardrails, right? Like that's how we know. So like so so BNB Bank, we we also bank a couple of other high risk verticals. You know, we bank like um, you know money servicing businesses. We bank gaming. You know, we even bank adult entertainment. Um, and in those verticals, the the lessons have been well earned and, and learned already, right? So. You know, we, we know exactly, okay, this is what the regulators are going to look for. This is what they're going to ask us, right? Um, and we know this because we've seen people get their wrists slapped, right? Um, so, right, right. It, again, I'm not that I'm hoping it happens, but the reality is if the regulators came out and just said, okay, this is exactly what we're looking for, then it would, you know, uh, uh, remove a lot of the question marks, right? So, you know, it, so yeah, just to reinforce your point, I mean, everything is new and, and, and no one truly knows, right? Like everyone, like like when you think about what I do as as you know cannabis banking, and we say, well, how are you doing it? Um, and and a lot of people are surprised when I tell them, I'm like, well, actually, Vincent has guidelines. <laughs> we can, you know, we we have a set of guidelines, you know, in black and white, you know, from from our regulatory body. Like, here's how you do it. Um, having said that, it's really it's 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 arduous to follow those guidelines, and you don't know where the guardrails are. So, right, yeah. right. So you brought up a great point about how you do work in some pretty interesting other industries. I mean, how has that played a part in getting ready on the cannabis side? Uh, how how did it shape how you're looking at at this pretty unique industry? Yeah, you know, I think it played a big part. Um, you know, for one thing, even though we're new to the cannabis industry, uh, you know, so so we've been in about a year now. Um, we, you know, we, we were already comfortable with the idea of dealing with high risk, right? Right. Um, and, and with respect to the, uh, the MSB, the money servicing businesses, well, that's, that's already a cash heavy sort of business. You know, a lot of tracking, a lot of reporting. Um, 
so we weren't scared of that. Uh, and, and, and certainly that probably goes a lot towards the board, right? Like when you go to the board and you say, hey, what do you think of this? You know, uh, again, I think that helps, right? Um, now we probably got into it a little bit differently. And, and, and mind you, I'm making an assumption here, but I think a right. lot of banks probably backed into the situation, right? Meaning either they found out they had somebody that was doing cannabis, right? Uh, <laughs> or uh, they had maybe a very specific request. Like somebody comes to them and say, hey, will you do this? And then they thought about it and decided to do it, right? Um, whereas we kind of like, we, we made a decision to get into it. So we actually did all the research up front, you know, uh, thought about how to set it up, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like it was a, it was a full year's journey before we even started, right? Um, I can imagine. And I guess the yeah, so I guess the difference is like, uh, and again, mind you, this is empirical, right? Like I, I don't know that this is true of every bank or whatever, but um, I, I do think that we got into it in a more pragmatic way, meaning we, we did all this work without, you know, without a prospect, without already money in the bank. Um, so the idea that like we had to approach our board of directors and say, okay, we've done all this work. Uh, we, we haven't made any money yet, <laughs> but we just spent all this money and, and, and you know, we're going to do this. Um, I, I do think the experience of having dealt with other high-risk workers made a big difference. Um, and the other thing is, you know, our regulators know us, right? Like they, they, they've had these discussions with us on, on, on other verticals and they know that we know what we're doing. And even though it's new, um, it, I, I don't think we, we didn't get the impression that they were kind of like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, I got it. You guys are doing this, you know? Right. Right. Did they, what kind of pushback did they give you the board? Yeah. You know, uh, not much. It, it was just very much like, okay, like, well, again, keeping in mind that we, we went in with a full presentation, it wasn't like a, Hey, what do you think? And then, and then let's go out and figure it out. Right. It was like, okay, right. You had all out. the answers to the test before even yeah got, basically yeah so you know you get to the point where you say well do we have the controls in place okay here's the program right like it's all written out um so yeah i mean in, in that sense I, I do think um that discussion that needs to be had and, and it has to be had um was not the hard part the hard part was was you know how do we do this right uh, you know where where are the pain points um and again especially given what, what you and i just talked about where well you know, those pain points are not well-defined at the moment, right? Like, like there are no guardrails, as you said. And, not, and what is in place, it's, it's a moving target. I mean, it seems like it changes day by day. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was talking to another banker uh, uh, who does, who does a, a bank's cannabis, and he said that, uh, you know, one year the regulators came in and they basically looked at it and didn't really ask any questions. And then the next year they came back and he's like, I swear they like went to some school because <laughs> they came back and, oh, had, man. and like brought a binder, <laughs> you know? No kidding. I mean, how was that experience? Uh, a brutal, apparently, according to him. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily, I, I have not had that experience. And, and, and I hope it doesn't sound like I'm you know, <laughs> uh, gloating. I just mean, I, I you right. know, in, a, in a literal sense, it just hasn't happened to me yet. Right. Uh, right. But right. um I guess I understand, right? Like, again, that goes back to what we just talked about. Hey, like, to some extent, maybe the regulators don't know, right? It's a new industry. They also have not been given directives by their superiors of what to do, what to look for. Um, so it's, it's very much evolving, right? Like, when you think about the very first company that decided to sell, that, that was legalized and selling marijuana in, in a state legal sense, well, there was, there was no banking available back then at all, right? 
Um, and then eventually it was like, okay, well, maybe we could do this. You know? And then eventually, you know, you, you, you see a lot of like, like the wink, wink and nudge, nudge just going on. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, well, this isn't really a cannabis company because we have this holding company, which wants this other holding company. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that's one thing that you kind of see uh, broadly. Right. Um, uh, and, and I think, you know, I was listening to uh, uh, your podcast with John and, and Rob where, you know, even a firm like Gra like Rossi, where, you know, it was a journey getting to the point where you guys decided, okay, we're going to do this, right? So if you think back, even as recently as, let's say, two years, three years, four years ago, um, I mean, with all due respect to whomever was already in the industry, like, it was probably harder for an operator back then to get good advice, right? You know, whether it's legal or accounting or, or banking, right? So whether it's because they got bad advice or because they just couldn't get advice, you know, you see a lot of like the older companies with these like crazy structures, right? Um, and then of course on the banking level, maybe to some extent there was some, you know, obfuscation, right? Like, hey, if I structure my company in such a way, I can say with a straight face that I'm not a cannabis company. Well, now of course the game has changed, right? Now it's, it's full transparency. Like now it's like, well, if you do that, that looks bad. Now it looks like you're hiding something, but it's like, you know, as recently as two years ago, that's the way it was done. Right. So. Right. And, and I mean, I'm sure you've run into a couple of these things, but you see these, these structures and they're 17 entities deep. Yeah. And yeah. And it's crazy. And they're it? trying their best. Right. They're, you have the holding company for, for investors. You have all these special purpose vehicles. You have a management company. But no transfer pricing, so it's just you're trying to hide everybody's uh, <laughs> salaries up there. I mean, yeah, but you're right. Two plus years ago, there nobody was looking at that. That there was no problem with it. Right. So, I mean, I I could just imagine, right? Like I'm I'm trying to set up a company and and I go to a, a firm, you know, and they say, well, we won't take your account. So so what do you do? So naturally, you ask your friends, right? Like kind of on the DL, right? Um. So so I get it. Um. But yeah, it, it, it's almost. It, I guess I guess this always happens, right? Like the uh, uh, the trailblazers are, are are paying a heftier price than the people that come later. You know. Well, and and that's an, another point that you really just nailed is the the so called cannabis premium. Yeah. Where all of a sudden something that costs X all of a sudden has you know it has a twenty percent kicker on top. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the cannabis industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and. You know, on a certain level, it's understandable. I mean, to your point, there's you know a bit of the unknown here, but outside of accounting for the additional risk and making sure that your KYC process is as tight as it can possibly be, it's hard to justify that. You know, if, if you want an industry to be treated as just another industry, as something that's mainstream, it's really hard to single them out. I don't, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's an interesting point. And, and you know, we, we certainly we have a, a cannabis premium as well, right? So, um, um, in, in fact, and, and, you know, Zach, you and I were talking about this a while back. I, I actually think the absence of the cannabis premium is what's driving uh, some banks away from, let's say, the hemp and CBD space, right? So, you know. Interesting. Yeah. So let's say, for example, you know, uh, uh, a typical cannabis company, right? Like, you know, frankly, I am charging more now. Now, with all sincerity, I, I don't want to nickel and dime anybody. 
but it costs me more <laughs> to to bring in an account like that. Right, right. Um, you know, just just in terms of the monitoring and 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 um, you know reports and you know et cetera, et cetera. Right, and and then look, it it is riskier, right? Like, it, I, I to some extent, I I am taking a risk by taking on one of those accounts, right? Um, but I can charge accordingly, and for the most part, people will will just accept that as part of their kind of premium. So what happens in like hemp CBD, for example, is well, so hemp and CBD is is legal, right? Except that it's not. <laughs> yep, go on. <laughs> Except that it's not, right? But because it's you know quote unquote legal, and because that's the view, you know we can't charge more. Um, the reason why we can't charge more is because people won't pay it. You know the market won't bear uh, that that same because there's that perception exactly. Uh, and and sure, to some extent, it's also just pricing pressure, right? There's more players that get into the space. Uh, um, it, it's more normalized. Um, but the problem is when something is kind of legal, you know, like like you. So I still have heightened uh, regulatory expectations on, let's say, a hemp grower. But I can't charge that hemp grower the same that I can charge a can cannabis grower, right? So what you're seeing is. Uh, um, even though hemp is legal, you don't see a lot of banks jumping in. And the reason why you don't see that is not because they can't do it, because of course it's perfectly legal, but it's not profitable, right? right? It's not profitable. Um, you know, recently FinCEN cleared the guidelines about like filing SARS and stuff like that. So sure, now it's more profitable, but it's still not profitable enough, right? And, and, and you know, you know this, like with hemp, for example, well, you know, you're, you're planting hemp seeds, but you could wind up with marijuana crop <laughs> and now you got a problem, you know? So the point is, is that, you know, if you're talking about hemp, now specifically like a hemp farmer, I mean, you're taking very similar risks uh, with, with, let's say a cannabis um, farmer, you know? So, but at the same time, you can't charge more because that client um, can find other options, right? So you're making a decision, do I want this account or not? And a lot of banks are deciding, you know, not. Well, at the end of the day, you have to be able to keep the lights on. I mean, that's totally yeah, fair. yeah. So I recently, uh, one of my big competitors, uh, you know, the, the the biggest name besides Peter Sue, <laughs> um, <laughs> they just got out of the business. Now that's a little shocking, right? Like, because uh, you you would think that the industry is headed in the opposite direction, right? You think people are jumping into the business, but this is probably the biggest name. Right. Like, like they probably had the biggest book, right? Of, of um, you know, quote unquote cannabis businesses, right? Um, I would think they're they're making a lot of money, but they've decided that it's not worth the work anymore. So you know, if that tells you something, like these are this is a bank that has you know multi hundreds of millions of dollars in in cannabis assets, and I knew right. that they did not do plant touching; they only wanted the non plant touching businesses, and yet they've decided not to do it anymore. So, you know, for your, for your client, for your listeners out there, like that's something to think about, right? Like nobody wants to pay the cannabis premium. Um, but remember, there's a reason <laughs> for the cannabis premium, you know? Right, right. And I think that you brought up some pretty good points when it comes to how we define the yeah. premium. Now, in my mind, that means that you are going so above and beyond the market standard that it's, you know, it, it becomes that, that you know, next level above and it's hard to justify. What I think you're talking, when you define your premium, and this is just my understanding, that's, that's the cost of doing business, which is different. 
you know, you're, you're not, you know, you're, you're trying to justify the existence, for lack of a better term, of this practice. And there has to be a profit margin built in. I mean, that's just, that's doing business. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, so I think what you're talking about is very, yeah, fair. yeah, well, for sure. I mean, I think that, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I would say based on what I've heard, right, just, just, you know, again, empirically, right. you know, comparing with other competitors in the local area, I, I, I think, yeah, I think I'm reasonably priced and, and, and I'm just, um, you, like, it's not like I'm killing it, right? Like at the, at the price that I, I charge, I, I make a little bit of money. I make it profitable, you know, um, and, and that's on top of, and yeah, that, that just barely covers all my costs and, you know, puts me above the watermark, right? Um, so I'm, it's not price gouging, right? Where I've heard people charging, you know, more than double what I charge, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. Knowing what your, uh, your sell sheet yeah. looks like. Yeah. Uh, you're not bad. <laughs> uh, you know, having said that, I get it. Those guys got in first and, and they said, well, this is you know, the, the market will bear this price. So we will charge it. Right. Now there are some things though. But it, it'll, it'll bear that price. Yeah, for time. <laughs> and I think that's an important lesson that yeah, we all have yeah. to learn. Uh, and, and I think you you agree with this that we we want this to be a long sustainable business. We're not, you know, we don't want to just you know make a couple bucks today and then move on to the yeah next yeah tomorrow. sure. I mean, there are some things that I, that kind of makes me chuckle, right? Like, so I, I was talking to an operator recently, and he made the same point. He's like, you know, everything cannabis costs more, and he's like, and mostly I get it. I understand, you know, insurance is harder, banking is harder. He's like, but why do I have to pay more for packaging? <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like I it's, mean, it's the same I'm plastic he's like i don't understand <laughs> Be because yeah, you have to i guess that's it's a fair point. point it's a fair point i don't know <laughs> oh man and that oh, and that's that's another rabbit hole i'm, I'm sure we can get it <laughs> exactly um so what so what what's the the toughest part of your day right now what uh what what really stresses you out the most or what concerns you the most about this industry? Uh, sure. You know, I, I guess, um, uh, I guess let me answer that two ways. One, I think the hardest part of my job currently is that, um, you know, so to, to some extent is designed this way. It's designed to sort of funnel, everything gets kind of funneled through me, right? Um, so one, we wanted it that way. We didn't want it to be like a free-for-all. Uh, uh, the design was so that there would be kind of like uh, an expert, I guess you could say, I mean, at, at the risk of saying, calling myself an expert. Um, but, you know, <laughs> this way, it's not like anybody can open up cannabis accounts or whatever, right? Like, like we have someone that really, that will deep dive into each relationship, right? Um, but that puts a lot of pressure, right? Because I'm also the marketer, I'm also the develop, business developer person, you know, so. What is the toughest part of your day? What, uh, what do you really dread? What, uh, you know, what's the biggest challenge you foresee just uh, with dealing with this weird, weird industry? Um, you know, I, I guess it's just the compliance part of it, like the due diligence, right? Like uh, whether it's the upfront, uh, which is arduous, right? Uh, meaning collecting all the documents and, and you know, asking a million questions about, about the business. Um, and then the ongoing, uh, which means us asking about transactions and, and um, and sometimes it's really detailed, right? And, and and some people get annoyed, right? They, uh, you know, they're like, why, you know, why do we have to question every deposit? Um, and, uh, you know, depending on the person, uh, listen, the, the true answer is because if even a dollar's worth of uh, 
illicit transaction is, 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 you know, somehow unaccounted for. I mean, that's money laundering, right? <laughs> so, um, Oh, is that a bad yeah. thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't necessarily say that. It depends on the person and, and how annoyed I am, but um, uh, I, I know. <laughs> but I guess, but listen, that that's the honest truth, right? Like, like there's a lot of people that want to convince themselves that, like, well, you know, I'm not doing, I'm not doing anything, blah blah. And, and I'm not saying I don't believe them. I just mean like, okay, but but the reality is you're dealing with a federally illegal product, and you know, if we step out of bounds, even by a little bit, and, and again, I'm not saying there's anything nefarious going on, but if we can't account for every dollar, that is money laundering. <laughs> so. So yeah, I mean, I apologize in advance, but that, that's, that's, that's the harsh truth, right? <laughs> but, but that's also some of the value you bring. I mean, in all honesty, a lot of people just don't know. I mean, you're talking about some people that don't necessarily have uh, proper you know, business experience. Certainly, there's not a lot of corporate experience. And this is, you know, this, this is a big deal. It's, it's difficult to operate in such a strange industry. <laughs> You know, to some extent, that's one thing I, I, I would I would hope that people can, um, you know, embrace a little bit more, right? So you you mentioned it before that the, the cannabis premium, right? And yes, I, I I get it. That is a that is a tough pill to swallow. Um, but your but any efforts to fight against that, I think is at least at the moment. I mean, look, pending regulatory changes, which obviously seems to change every day, or at least the dynamics of it, right? Um, so I, I uh, uh, let me give you an example. I was recently I was talking to a, a dispensary, where, you know, pitching to take on their accounts, and they were talking about how um, the difference between what we would do and, and what their current banking situation is. So as an example, I, I told them that I would install like a, a POS monitoring system. He was very much like, well, why? Why would you do that? Blah blah blah. And, and I, I I gave that honest answer. I said, well, you know, um, if, if we can't even a dollar is worth a transaction that I can't account for. Is by definition, you know, money laundering, or at least it can be viewed that. Right. And right. he's like, he's like, well, my current bank doesn't do that. And I'm like, well, what do they do? He said, well, you know, they, they just send their employees down and they, they audit us every once in a while. And I'm like flabbergasted, right? So I'm like, well, how? I mean, if you send me down to their location to like audit them, like, I'm not qualified. <laughs> I'm not qualified <laughs> to do that. Like, what what kind of what kind of audit is that? Like now. If I send Grassi in there, sure, that's an audit, right? right? Um, but that, hey, plug, that's, but... <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's a cost, right? Would you rather pay that? <laughs> you know, because we right. can do that. <laughs> and and so, I think at this point, I, I mean, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but there are a number of these firms, especially dispensaries, that they have the vault in the back that's stacked floor to ceiling with cash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, that's you know, been your nightmares. Oh man, like I, I honestly, I don't know how. Um, I don't really know how that, how anyone's going to solve the problem as far as uh, uh, you know, huge amounts of legacy cash. I mean, um, that's probably a better question for you, right? Because we would have to prove the provenance of that money, and we're talking receipts. <laughs> You're talking years of receipts, right? Um, uh, it has been done, but that is not an insignificant engagement. I mean, yeah, yeah. To your point, so, proving out where all that that cash came from. That, that's yes. tough for anyone. Yeah, so you know when you talk about like like the toughness of the day, right? Like like that aspect of that, you know, where um, someone is, is so, so I'm sorry. In that example that I gave, where it felt like we were doing way more than their current bank. Well, you know what? We we also at the end of the day when we did our proposal, ours was a lot more money. Um, but 
uh, guess what? Their bank has stopped taking cannabis accounts. Why? Because they realized that they weren't going. I'm just guessing, right? They they realized they right. weren't doing it right, you know. And and so, don't get me wrong. You can do that. You can go to that bank and, and be charged, you know, nothing, right? Like it, it, it turns out they weren't being charged anything, any sort of you know cannabis premium, if you want to put it that way, right? Right. But one. At some point, I'm just guessing here, but that bank sounds like they're going to get fined. <laughs> um, At best, you know, they'll get fined. And then the other thing is, it doesn't sound like, it, and it's evidenced by the fact that it appears they got out of the business, right? Um, obviously, what they did was not sustainable. Right? It wasn't profitable for them. And so they said, you know what, we're not going to do it. Um, so now they have to leave. So that's the thing, right? Like, you, sure, you can find a bank. Um, but to the extent that your bank is is fully transparent about it and 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 you know has ha, is is completely you know upfront saying yeah we we get it it's cannabis they're not asking you to change anything about the way you're doing your banking right it's not like yeah you can bank here oh but you can't send wires to any cannabis companies right or you right, know, well, right you can't you can't use the word cannabis on your website well, well then that's that's pointless right like no you want to run your business the way you want to run it uh, and yes unfortunately that that means that it comes with a cannabis trade. And even taking that a step further, I think we've all either heard about or have unfortunately seen uh, legacy accounts where you're still banking with, you know, some of the more popular chains and national brands out there. And because you have that quality relationship for however many years, they just the local person will look the other way. But then at some point that, you know, those internal audits, that KYC process will come back around and then you know, as an individual, not just a business owner, but an individual, you have a problem because now they're closing yeah. accounts, mortgages become an issue, uh, loans, et cetera, et cetera. That's a problem. And the big banks are, it seems like anyway, starting to get wise to that. So yeah. to your point, you get what you pay for. And I mean <laughs> that in the best possible way. Yeah. And I think there's a little, we're headed towards a weird, and look, listen, the, the, the laws can change tomorrow and, and you and I would be completely wrong at this point, right? But but the way, the way it is currently constituted, um, if you are not at a bank where it is fully transparent, they know what you're doing, um, you know, and, and, and there's some enhanced due diligence that you can obviously see, um, you know, the reality is that they'll, they'll, they'll probably shut down that program. They, they, may, they, they have one foot in and one foot out, right? Um, right. And, and look, it, you know, it can work forever, right? Like uh, uh, that, that, that may be fine forever. <laughs> Uh, but do you necessarily want to want to go through a situation where suddenly your account gets shut down and then, you know, you're, you're, you're on the search for like months, right? And that's, that's the challenge, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. and that's the reality of the situation right now. But I think it's great. I mean, to me, I, I feel like um, the industry is, is definitely very much, you know, normalizing and professionalizing. Um, and we are getting to a point where today, anything that a, uh, uh, cannabis needs or wants, it, it is available, right? You want top name accounting firms like Rossi, right? Um, uh, top name law firms. I mean, we're, we're not talking about, this isn't the old days of like the Peter Sue PLLC, right? Or, the, you know, um, where it's just, you know, one man shops or whatever. Again, all due respect to that, but like uh, uh, setting up multi-million dollar companies uh, at, at, you need more sophisticated uh you know, representation of professionals around you, you know? No, and that's very well said. And uh, 
I guess I'll pose the question to you. What do you think is next? Where do you see banking professional services going? Yeah, good question. That, you know, I, look, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, predict or, or prognosticate or whatever, but um, I actually think we're headed for some turbulent waters ahead, regardless of what happens. Um, and I guess I say this because, and, and I've already used this example, but we were, you know, we're seeing it real time with like hemp and CBD, right? Um, where it's like death by agency, right? Um, so uh, if we're headed towards a situation where you're going to kind of legalize cannabis, it, it's only going to get worse, right? Because um, I, I look at my own program, like if I look at a situation where I have the same prop, same pricing pressure that I have on the hemp CBD side, um, I, the, the reality is that the bank may decide to shut down the program, right? So if um, and then I, I know this is a little bit of a contrarian view, but like if safe banking passes or, or any number, there's a myriad of these like uh, proposed legislation out there goes through, it, at least in the short term, um, it may make things worse. <laughs> um, so I, I, I guess in my mind, look, the big picture long term, I think we all know it, it's going to get, le- you know, it's headed towards legalization. It's going to become completely normalized. Uh, but in the short term, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we're definitely headed for turbulent waters. And, you know, look, look, you only have to look as far as like the DEA's proposed rules on, uh, mm-hmm. on like Henley CBD and stuff like that. Um, I mean, they're talking about having rate enforcement over work in progress, <laughs> you know. Um, right. <laughs> that's the craziest, like most un- unenforceable law I've ever heard. But, but hey, <laughs> that, that's what's happening, right? So, um, but that's the reality, uh, unfortunately. I mean, if safe banking has provisions about like credit cards or whatever, um, which I, I think it does, but again, I don't see how, I just don't see how it works until you just simply take it off of, you know, unless it's full legalization, there's always going to be this murkiness, which only makes things kind of the worst. You know? But even to that point, it could be legalized tomorrow for whatever that means. It's yeah. still going to take at least 12 to 18 months to figure out how do we roll this thing? All right, we've agreed that, okay, it should not be a Schedule One drug that, uh, you know, the federal government is, well, again, what does legalization mean? Does that mean it becomes a state-level issue all all around? Or yeah. is there going to be a federal sales tax, excise tax? You know, what what does all this mean? And then where where do all of us fit in? Yeah, it, yeah. It's... Yeah, it's yeah, I mean, point, as far as... Wild like, ride. Yeah, as far as, like, what you and I are saying, right? Like, uh, um, you know... Is it legal? Is it not legal? <laughs> you know, if, if so, sure, we, we don't really know what that means, right? So, so and, and there's a lot of devils in those details. But, uh, you know, short of, in my opinion, short of just full, like it's off of schedule, that's it, we worked out all, all the framework. Yeah, it's going to be a mess, right? And, and again, you look at hemp and CBD, you're seeing that mess, you know, in play right now. That's going to happen next. But, but you, you said it best before when you posed the question. Is CBD legal? Well, kind of. You know, the FDA has come out and said, you know, don't put it in anything. But what do you see when you look around? Right. It's in everything. It's in, it's in ice cream, you know? Um, right. And I mean, walking around New York City for what, about six months there? Every, everybody from the corner bodegas to, uh, you know, the juiceries to uh, fast food, everything else was CBD everything. Yeah. 
until New York decided, whoa, let's let's not do that anymore. I know. <laughs> but that's the point. Like that no one knows the right answer to this because right now there is no right answer. It's it's all a gray area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I I guess that's part of it, right? Like, hey, for 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 you insiders that are in the business today, um, you know what? Early mover advantage, but early mover, you know, headaches, right? <laughs> so um <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you gotta take you gotta take one with the other. <laughs> and you know, I think we had this conversation in the past where, we, you know, there really aren't that many nationally recognizable brands in CBD or in cannabis. And who knows what this industry will look like over the next couple of years. And, you know, as someone who has to be deeply concerned about the compliance side and <laughs> we, we both know banking has its own unique issues even beyond that. Right. Uh, what, what would your ideal safe banking act look like? Like what, what answers would it give you? Um, well, you know, again, I, and I apologize if this is a contrarian view, but I, I don't think that safe banking or, or any of these myriad of or or let me be more clear, not the safe banking act itself, because we both know there's a lot of issues with it, but a banking act at the federal level. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you look at some of the other regulated industries, right, like, uh, I don't know, alcohol or, or, or you know, tobacco or something like that, right? Like, um, I, I think the issue here, and, and I'm sorry, addressing specifically just the banking side of it, the issue is not so much that, you know, it can be done or it can't be done. It's that the expectations are too high, right, from a regulatory perspective. So if I look through those Vincent guidelines, uh, which is from 2014, by the way, so it might be outdated. Um, and and it's, it's based on the Cole memo, right? Which is also outdated and, and rescinded, right? Right, right. Well, how do I comply with some of those uh, expectations, right? I mean, some of it like, uh, I don't know, like, like organized crime, you know, something like that. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can do a lot of sort of check the box and, 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 it, and I can do a lot of things for appearance sake. But let's be honest, like, like an enforcement level, I don't, I, don't, I don't do that. How do I do that, <laughs> right? So in, in, what, right. in what other... Uh, um, you know, I don't know, uh, industry, are the banks debitized the way we are in cannabis, right? You know, no, no other, right? Like if you walk into, if you were a liquor store and you wanted to open an account with me, I would get your liquor license and that's it. <laughs> um, if, if you sell to minors, that's for the, you know, the, the, the ATF to take care of. That's not for the bank to take care of, you know? Um, right. But yet in cannabis, we, there are those expectations that like if you step you know, one foot out of bounds, I am supposed to somehow detect that. Um, how do I do that? And, and you're supposed to look at all the compliance reports from the, the testing labs and make sure that it's 0.3% THC or less. Yeah. Like that's, that's your responsibility. Exactly. Right. That, that, that if you're selling CBD, I need to look at the COA and make sure that it's under, you know, 0.3 or whatever. So again, how, you know, how do I do that? <laughs> how do I do that? Um, so it's a little crazy, I guess is my point. So, so yeah, you know, and you've already just said it, right? Until all the all those frameworks, all those skeletons, been 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 put up and, and filled out, um, you know, the truth is, this is this is the near future, right? It's going to be you know really messy, and and um, you know, there are limited players, right? Um, and and again, it's not because it can't be done or people don't want to. It's just not profitable. So that's it, right? So, um, again, kicking back the idea of this like cannabis premium. Well, you know, the problem in CBD hemp is that um, 
you've kind of legalized it. <laughs> so, you know, don't kind of legalize anything, right? Like you either do it or don't. <laughs> don't like, like what we're going through right now is, 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 is stupid, right? Now, maybe this is true of every, every industry as you go through a transition, but, um, you know, I, I imagine someday, you know, it'll normalize, it'll be like, just like alcohol or whatever. And, and, um, and when you come in, we're just going to ask for your license. And, and to me, that's the most obvious way that it should be done is that it, it should, you know, why would there be any enforcement or regulatory expectations on the bank beyond, beyond the normal? I mean, beyond, beyond the normal. Right, Obviously, right, we right. should check your license, make sure it's legit. Right? And yes, of course, we, look, we check every account to make sure that the transaction matches the, um, the expected transactions match the profile of that customer. But we're not tracking every dollar that, 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 that other customers have with us or whatever, right? Um, and whereas there is that expectation here, um, and, and, and when I say expectation, it's, all, it's also the expectation you put on yourself, right? Because, um, I mean, look, like I said, the, the other bank that I'm aware of isn't doing any of that, and they've passed multiple bank exams, right? So um, am I wrong because I've gone too far? You know, maybe. Um, or are they wrong because they, they've not gone far enough? You know, maybe. <laughs> and so the answer is, you know, that there's not enough of that, right? Not enough guidance. And, and until there is, until all those little, you know, questions have been answered and, and, and people have, you know, sorted out the bodies. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the foreseeable future, right? So, you know, can we legislate our way out of this? I, I, I'm going to say no. Uh, uh, the, the, nothing more than just the passage of time and clarity uh, is going to help, really. I, I think that's very well said. And I think as a way to put sort of a, a bow on yeah. this, uh, do you have any advice for any banking or finance professionals out there? Oh, um, advice? I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a, uh, an exciting uh, dynamic industry. I, um, at the risk of sounding like I'm inviting <laughs> more competitors, I, I, I guess that's what I would say, right? Like, um, hey, you know, um, you know, come in. The water's good. <laughs> <laughs> Always that dangerous line that, that we all have to yeah. walk, right? <laughs> Wait, scratch that. Scr delete that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll edit yeah, right, no problem. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, Peter, thank you so much for coming on. No, Zach, thank you so much. This is good. This is, this is fun. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Awesome. And to everybody out there listening, thank you. And we'll see you next time. All right, guys. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Thanks, thanks Peter. Bye.